Welcome to the podcast, Two Dudes Drunk and Depressed, sponsored by WeDoRelationships.com. I'm Richard, or as my friends call me, OB. I'm Steve, or as my friends call me, Schwaz. <laughs> Alcohol use disorder impairs 29 million adults in the U.S. that we know of. I call it alcoholism. I'm Steve, and I'm an alcoholic, and I'm filled with gratitude and hope and I live an extraordinary life. You do, my friend. Depression affects over 18 million adults in the US that we know of. It can take the form of adjustment or anxiety disorder. Here we use the general term depressed. I'm Richard and I have suffered from depression and anxiety. And I am filled with gratitude and hope and live an extraordinary life. Like many who decided to change, Steve and I had to tell the truth to ourselves first. Only then could we make the sustainable progress in our lives and in our relationships. So we're still very much works in progress. Richard and I wanted to create a place for men to go where it's okay not to be okay. Here we may lose our mass, not our masculinity. Yeah, it's time for us as men to realize life is not meant to be explored alone. Let's care for each other as we move toward a better existence. When you tell the truth to yourself, the rest can fall into place. Our hope is that someone listening may gain some understanding and personal peace and discover something that can help in times of need. Yeah, it's up to you. The people in your life will notice. Let's get today's episode. That actually is that new app that you showed me. How am I feeling? So I get to choose between high energy, unpleasant, high energy, pleasant, low energy, unpleasant, low energy, pleasant. Please be the one that I want. <laughs> and this week I've really been, I got to say, I've been kind of on the low, low energy, unpleasant, pleasant. But right now I am in high energy uh, and high energy and very pleasant and I'm energized. Let's see. Click on that. See what the description is. So energized, feeling like you're wide awake and ready to get up and go. So I definitely am. I sort of feel like I was pulled through a knot hole backwards today, but right now I'm feeling good. All right. So um, I won't spend a minute doing a doing a note, but um, yeah. stuff is good. Sure. I'm going to share my emotions with my friends. It it tells me that right here. So mm. Richard, being my friend, my my emotions are kind of all over the place right now so um how have you found that to be um how's that integrated into your life how, how's emotions that, or this well, app? that that app well so i have it i check it twice a day um and i just started using it this last week but it's it's it kind of gets me back to the present moment so i i like it because i don't think about it all the time i may be feeling different things all the time but i'm not like consciously thinking about how do i feel at this moment so it's a kind of i like mm. it to check it yeah uh and then honestly like i said the this week has been a, a tough one for me and and i've been a little bit more on the blue side mm. and and then what I like is blue, like melancholy or yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just mellow. Not, just, not like you're a tire. Not like you're blue that you've been wearing. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, maybe I do feel a little bit. I'm, I'm just going to say this is this it's like blue's like clues. Little, yeah. uh, <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. So you've been a little blue, <laughs> a little blue. So, and then it has a list of maybe 25 or 30, maybe more different emotions. And I kind of read through them and, 
and and a lot of times I, it, it it's more than just how I feel in a singular word, but um, it just gives me a minute to think about stuff. And actually then um, oftentimes uh, find some gratitude in the day. So like mm. this week, uh, Monday, I celebrated my three year of sobriety, my three year anniversary. So, which is really a big deal. Yes. It's like us. Like, uh, that's a BFD. That's that a, is a BFD. Deal, my friend. I mean, that, wow. there was times uh, a little bit two years ago that I couldn't go. It didn't seem like three. It's just a lot. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. So three years of sobriety. That was a big deal. And um, I got a email from a guy that I, I met early on in my recovery. And uh, and he's one of these guys that's been he's been sober for almost longer than I've been alive. Almost. Um, maybe not quite that long. He'd probably be pissed if I said Don't worry. He'll listen. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he just sent me the greatest, uh, or gave me a greatest voicemail at eight o'clock in the morning, and and uh, just kind so of, he knew, he yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, he had it on his calendar. That's being, it, it was, wow, aware, right? Cool. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it made me feel really good. Um, you know, it was a little bit of a God moment in my life. So uh, actually, I had listened to it that evening because I didn't I didn't pick it up during the day. I listened to it that evening when I was kind of feeling um, tired and and worn down, and and uh, that just picked me up. So kind of a combination yeah, that's of, of feelings, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So that's where I'm at. Where are you at? Um. Well, the the feelings uh, side is I I love the app. I I think it's really invites me to be honest about mm -hmm. how I'm feeling. Yeah. You know, it's like okay, I'm just not gonna linger in what I, I think I am. Let me really test it here. Where, where is it? What's, yeah. So I tried to do a pause and a breath and hmm. like you did, you stopped and looked at it again and say, okay, what is it? And you're discerning um, because we talked about this is that we were kind of like knuckle draggers really yeah. to oh. being able to articulate our right. emotions. Um, and, you know, we've gotten good at it and I certainly have worked very hard at it for, you know, several decades, you know, with my, the business I'm in and yeah. that kind of thing, but it's still the pivots that where you go back into your patterns and your yeah. tendencies, meaning your yeah. meaning mine, right. my tendencies. Right. I, <clears throat> I think if I, there's more complexity, there's more of a, a quilt related to the emotions that I'm feeling and why I think it's so helpful. And I give it to the clients is it just starts to get you in tune with who you are, mm -hmm. you know, that people can say, well, you're, emotions are the first things that you feel um you know that's how people know that you're conscious that you 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 have feelings yeah um they they notice that within the brain waves you know <laughs> that if if you're in an unconscious state and then you're starting to have feelings then how does that go into thoughts and then the thoughts in your behaviors so the root of our existence is how we feel and respond mm -hmm. but mostly how we react mm -hmm. to the world in our emotions. And I was more in, and I've got to be careful when I go back in as, as a reactor emotionally, like, Oh, like the quick trigger, like, okay. Yeah. Cause the brain's predicting yeah. and I'm yeah. so I, it's, it's allowed me to slow down a bit. Mm -hmm. um, just that, just that simple check-in for twice a day. I haven't done the pictures, you know, I, yeah, I haven't done that yet. And, I write a little notes. note here yeah. and there just yeah. um, is, is a reminder. You know, I, like I said, I just started this and I, I think I find, um, you know, I have kind of two main, I think there's, I look at it as a quadrant. I, I sort of sit in two quadrants of it. And uh, and it's either life is great or I feel overwhelmed. And, and you know, and, and that can take on 
different stuff. Like when I feel overwhelmed, it's not like I feel that the world is keeping it around me. It's just, I feel overwhelmed. Mm. And there's a lot of feelings that I have within that. And, and I've been, I've been really struggling with that the last couple of weeks. I had some big changes at work that were unplanned and, and uh, I'm a control freak and uh, accepting that as, as what it is. Like I had a really, a, a, a guy that's worked for me for 10 years leave for all the right reasons and damn it i know and i just wanted to strangle the guy no. you know and i had mentored him for <laughs> a long time and one of the things i've always said about when i mentor people i i mentor people for the next thing and i get it that my company oh, no. even though it's it's pretty sizable there some of that next thing isn't part of what we provide like this guy wants to start his own firm mm. someday mm. and that ain't happening at i mean I, yeah. I i don't it's not an esop you know i don't sell shares things mm. like that so um it's it's sort of up or out uh, yeah and so he leaves and leaves me with this sort of hole and feeling uh sense of abandonment, you know, all these, it's very personal. You know, I take this mm -hmm. stuff really mm -hmm. personal and yet I can, I got to tell myself over and over, this is just business. Like it's not going to kill me. It's a major inconvenience is mm -hmm. really what it comes down to. But uh, because my brain spins like a freaking gerbil on a wheel when stuff like this happens, I just get overwhelmed. And, and I just keep coming back to that and coming back to that feeling. And the thing is, is I just have to give it time. I I have to ask help from others, which I've done, and we've got options that have come up. But it uh, it definitely hit me for a loop, and and because of that, I just don't feel like I've been like the best the best leader. Mm. Um, I had a I had a meeting yesterday, and uh, and I'm kind of leading it, and frankly, I just wanted to go. You know, crawl into a dark room mm -hmm. you know i just mm -hmm. i didn't want to be there i was just wasn't and it was that yeah, was a budgeting meeting for next year so it's not a, a, mm -hmm. a really exciting topic yeah. but at the same time it's like i just didn't have the enthusiasm to do that. i didn't really want to crawl into a rock but um i wasn't particularly motivated mm -hmm. to, to lead a session on you know some business stuff so how did it go well it went it went <laughs> fine it went fine thank god i got a great exec team that it sort of so sense that that it was like Steve does not want to be here. So <laughs> yeah, but it's good to have that team and that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and it really was my CFO's. You know, it was for him to uh, to really put mm -hmm. it on. And I'm like, dude, you just take this one, run with it, man. I can earn your keep. You know, dude, you're in charge. So, so there's benefit of the crawl in the back. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Push that's, the leaders up. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're aware of it and you're, do you think that's something that you would have been aware of or had kind of an okay relationship with before you were sober? No, I, I don't because all of, no, 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 yeah. no, absolutely not. Because um, that, that, uh, that stress point that hit when the guy left, I, I had these, this wasn't the first time something like that okay. happened. It, it may have been, um, a little bit more personal this time in the sense that I had worked with this guy for 10 years mm -hmm. and, and really had spent a lot of time mentoring him before. Mm -hmm. So 
he was one of those guys that I, I literally thought he was going to be there for the long haul. Yeah. So I never worried about this guy. There's been other people that have left because I could sense that they were going to, you know, it was time for them to move on. Um, and they made me worry, but, but this guy was a little different. So three years ago, I would have definitely gone to the bottle over this. I really? wanted, Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Oh, without doubt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, just to put all the feelings on pause. Yeah, that, yeah. To just, I don't want to put like, words in here because I know that's understand. really what it was be would be a lot. Um, it, to me, it was like self medicating. Mm -hmm. So it would just be to escape it for a period of time. Like I can't deal with this right mm -hmm. now. Um, I my I want to fix it. I can't fix it. So by drinking and sort of self medicating that way. Uh, it, I could, in my mind, I was distancing myself from the problem. Mm -hmm. Whereas, mm -hmm. as now I just lean right into it, uh, accept it for what it is. Like I yeah. can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. Right. So I have to deal with it. And you know what? Like this time around, I I didn't, it didn't trigger me to want to drink or anything like that. That's, that's way yeah. beyond it yeah. now. But how I handled it was very much different uh, yeah. this time where I, I really did. I, I had to, I had to deal with life. <clears throat> I had to deal with reality. I had to deal with the feelings. And, and were you able that. to table it and kind of step away from it? No, so that's too? that's one thing that I I I intentionally don't want to do. Oh, like I really want to uh, absorb it as it's happening. Oh, okay, in real yeah, time. okay, yeah. So I've I've realized that that trying to suppress it. I, I mean, I will do some compartmentalizing right, right. of it. Like I do a life goes on. So I'm not going to stew in it, but I think of it like, like anything. And to me, it, it is, a, it's, it's, it's grief. You know, this is mm -hmm, for me, mm -hmm. there's, there's processing grief and, and yeah. shock and all of this. And, and I've learned that I do have to let that kind of pass through, allow me to really feel what I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then, you know, a little bit kind of get touchy feely with my feelings on that because I got I just got to get a, a bit of a handle yeah. on that so I can see clearly going forward. And and I felt that and I do feel like the the sooner I embrace it, um, the sooner I can move on. So it's, you know, it's the, either the good things or the bad things. I do it sort of the same way. I don't I don't over sit in the good stuff uh, yeah. and hang on to yeah. it too tight. We've talked about that a little bit. Right. Um, similarly, with the bad things, it's just I have to just let it process. And um, but it's you know it's definitely taken me a couple of weeks. This isn't something that it's just like oh shucks the guy's gone move on. No, I mean it still sort of reverberates. It brings back yeah you know memories of losing people before and you know bad things happening. It it and in a lot of ways too. Um, but you're you're living the life experience. You're yeah. Yeah, you're, you're you're in the process mm -hmm. of living the experience as opposed to shutting it off right and then coming back right. at it again then right. shutting it off right right so it's it, or never I, what i think of it too is like not ever letting go of it mm, by not like processing you're hooked it, into it yeah like, like, like you, you do you yeah, yeah, yeah and now i'm pissed forever because this guy left and when when what i've learned that i have to do is just get it all out, either talk it all out or or mentally process it in my mind. Yeah. And because otherwise, I think it's human nature. You just go to the dark side on these things. Like someone's screwing me, 
woe is me. It's all about me. Mm. It gets, and that's, that's, that is one thing I have to be really careful about because I will really internalize this and, and feel like it's a personal attack on me. Yeah. And, and it, it's a subconscious thing. I'm not like literally consciously thinking that it's, it's, it's a little hard for me to explain it, but it is sort of this conscious thing that's, or excuse me, subconscious thing that's spinning around in the back that people are out to get me. Yep. And and if I don't just stand in that and and really ask myself what is going on here and what really happened, yeah. and, what's it telling you? And what's so what I what I did with this, I I had to I had to create a story around it, mm. and and part of it was to so the other fear that I had is what happens to the team that he leaves, you know the, he was a great leader. And, you know, then you have this vacuum around that. Yeah. And I got customers that are relying. So mm -hmm. it's like, a, it's a big deal. Yeah. It's more than just someone, someone walking. So uh, I wanted to create a story. And the story that I created was that he, he created his book. He wrote a, <laughs> it was a 10 year book and the, every good book, well, every book has to have an ending <laughs> and and some endings have, or some books have great endings. And you know, when you read a great book. Sort of like great, that one. Yeah, sort of like this. The oh, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't finished it yet. But yeah, you get into a really good yeah. book and it has a great ending. And it's like, oh, and you just feel like you're part of yeah, that story. Yeah. And uh, you want a little bit more, but at the same time, it has to come to an end. No more encores. There's no more encores. Yeah, this isn't a Van Halen concert. <laughs> right. It just kind of keeps going on until people <laughs> finally pass out. Yeah. No, that's not how this was. <laughs> this is a story with a good ending. And I and I had to create that in my and own you mind. you sunk into I, it and, and embraced I, it? And I did. And I did. And it really helped me. Wow. I think that's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. But man. it's still still chewing on me a little bit and it comes back. But but then I heard a great story this week from this dick that used to work for me. Not from this, but it was this guy. And he left and just thought, you know, he was just gonna conquer the world and it hasn't quite worked. <laughs> so is that horrible to say that? There's just that little piece that there's a little bit of an edge. We have See, to we have to notice our our dark edges in our life. That's edges, right. So right? that that is my admitting that I I have not got it all figured out. I still have a little bit of that resentment. I think that's perfectly fine. I'm telling you, <laughs> when you were talking about the uh, about when people leave, oh my god, I was so bad about that. I had people that I would have in the company that were there for years because it was 15 years at the at the one role. Yeah, and watching people go from sales leaders salesperson to sales leader to general manager and then going off to wharton and yeah. getting their masters in pen and then and then they're out doing other things and wealth management it's like wow right. you know and i and i had to always fight well there's the door then you know right. i had i had to fight that because it was oh, yeah. like i just felt like it was a personal affront mm -hmm. but and and then it was the but but it wasn't, and so therefore I need to get over it. That was kind of my mindset. Okay. Yep. But the it's turned into more of the and is not quite to the level. I think you just did with the story. I love that with the story because there's stuff about the story I'm telling myself is this. Yeah. But the story I'm creating is more, um, you know, proactive. Yeah. It's more intentional. It's yeah. more purposeful, and it comes from your your inner vision 
Yeah. Because you're the one creating the story, right? Mm -hmm. Not the story I'm telling myself happens to be, you know, this person's leaving me. They don't appreciate it. My God, all that. What, what, who knows what's going to happen? Who knows? It, right. He's going to affirm that somehow you don't know. You don't, you don't know that the other right. person, you don't know what, <laughs> right. how that was all going to turn out. But these are real things and real issues that people have in their businesses from the standpoint of let's look at the person that was in the role going, okay, am I banging against the ceiling? Am I, is it the Peter principle? You know, are, what are things holding me back? All those things. And when you have this bright light going off and going to shine yeah, somewhere right. else, right. you know, it's kind of, it's, it can be sad, you know, it can be sad. Right. You're, and I can understand back to the melancholy. Right. Right. It's, yeah. it's so there. So yeah, I don't want to justify your feelings or, or, or condone them. I just wanted to say, I think what I heard you say was a way that you're, you have personally, and I just want to acknowledge you, you have personally evolved in being able to have a relationship with how you're feeling and what that means to you. Mm -hmm. And even if it's clunky or hard to describe, and frankly, if it's harder to describe, it's probably where you want to spend a little bit more time because that's kind of where the that's right. That's where the gold yeah. is. Yeah. That's where the gold really is in that end of that rainbow. Yeah. And, yeah. and it, you're, you're, you're doing that. And I, I'm going to pivot a little bit here because I think um, what I saw this weekend too, this past weekend or weekend before is that um, Steve and I were at a, a retreat that I was facilitating and big part of it was Steve's segment. Hmm. And then Tom's segment with the Kijong and the Tai Chi was Chi's. amazing. The Tom Chi was amazing. <laughs> Um, and I'll mention something about, about that a little bit later, but um, you're being vulnerable and sharing your story with a bunch of people you didn't know or a bunch of people right. that didn't know your story. Right. So this was a, a story you made up. This was, this was your story, man. And it was one of those things that I was just privileged to see. These things are always wrought with, obstacles and mm -hmm. should I do this should I not do this should I and I could tell a little bit like okay how's this going to land okay how do I empty myself I always kind of say okay how do I empty myself as a retreat leader I was like how do I create a space for everyone to be the best version or want to attain the best version or I wrote down the 20 things that they all said why they were there right you know yeah. best version of myself deal with anxiety and depression be a better husband you know um I, I came because I didn't want to come. It's like, that's a great, what, <laughs> right. that's good. You that talk about good. leaning into it. You know? right, right. I, I want to lean into it, even though I don't want to. <laughs> My head's in the lane. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's not good. So your willingness to share the story and to get peppered with things right before, right. as I was getting peppered at that retreat, right. whenever we step into the arena, and I believe Brene Brown talks about that, um, about taking advice from people like how the retreat or, you know, how, how, like the podcast or the programs that we create or the coaching, you know, you want to get advice and feedback from people that are in the arena. Right. But in that arena of the people that you're presenting to or those doubt, imposter syndrome, self, you know, self-critical, um, second guessing, they all have a seat in the arena looking at you. Oh, they do. And boy, oh boy, do we have someone in that seat. Oh, we had we had other people in that seat as well, but um, they were on their own kind of mission. Mm -hmm. We didn't quite know what this person's mission was. Right. Right. That's right. And all I know is I've heard, heard stories of 
retreats where somebody was really challenging and they people were saying that person needs to leave they're not supposed to be here and the retreat leader and the person was kind of sensing that and they were going to leave and they're walking away and the retreat leader says no get back here you're the most important person that needs to be here because you're the one that's going to challenge us to be our best and you're the one that's going to challenge us in a way that we couldn't have right right. and you're a part of this just like anybody else and that person was a part of that like anybody else and i can assure you my responses to him a lot of times were not my own because they were really amazed they were they were calm they were but but they were they were constant Mm -hmm. i mean they were constant it wasn't like these were little subtle things like (laughs) No, they were haymakers. <laughs> I mean, haymakers. Like, like Mike Tyson game. Hey, come here, man. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> what the hell just happened? Can you to where okay. where everyone would look at him and then he all everyone looks at me like, what's he gonna do? <laughs> oh God, what is this guy doing? And so what what is interesting in going back to your sharing, there's always a tie here. We get back to it, is that you were kind of thrown off a little bit. By, oh, by this person and in you that noticed because i went over i did because i went back and, and I noticed from i said oh he's sitting on the fireplace something's going on here and it doesn't look like it's just you know pre-game jitters because you've been in front of a lot of people right. and, you know in business and thousands of people and um that it wasn't it there was mm-hmm. something like oh man i'm deflated and i'm like oh my god and i'm just like talking about things and oh, you know right. other things and i i really i had a little bit a little bit of a longer that. preamble i definitely did <laughs> Oh, and it was so great that you had that that prayer out there because that oh, got yeah. me right back where I needed to yours. Go. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. It was yours. Yeah. yeah, which was really all about kind of the core of why I was sharing. But that guy threw me for a loop. Yeah. Like I that was the last thing. I mean, just getting up there and and sort of bearing it all. Uh, and I and I and I love the. I love the metaphor of the arena. I mean, that is such a great metaphor because you you really are in there. It's uh, and you, but I the light came on, baby. I really felt that this arena was going to be kind of a gentle one because <laughs> we're all like dudes in there for it. But this was like, I felt like I was like in uh, like ancient Rome in a fucking gladiator yeah. pit. And they were like there was there was you kind of had a couple people on one side that are rooting for you. And then we have the heckler on the other side that's got the chain and he's about to let a lion out. And that's oh, kind of how I felt. Kind of like, like that. I was going to get eaten alive. And uh, mm. yeah, really, it, it sort of spooked me. But um, yeah, but like some, like you you the, the words were not your own. Sometimes you just have to, you know, you have this, you have this power inside of you. And and when you just let it go it, uh, and let it go free, it, it there, there's a, there's something there. So. Did you feel like you did yourself? Yeah, yeah, I did. You know, and I didn't have cards or anything like that. No. I had I had thought through this, and and there was a lot I wanted to say, but I wanted to be conscious of time. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want to get up there and spend forty five minutes going into things because you know I can I can blab as good as the next mm-hmm. person, but I didn't want to lose people. Yeah. So it's just kind of hitting on loquacious, yeah. loquacious. Yes, yes. <laughs> I know that word is because I've been I've been very nicely called that before. Thank you. That sounds great. What the hell? I know. What does that mean? Anyway, but, well, but, verbose. But thank, yeah, yeah. Thanks for giving me the opportunity. Oh man, it was it was an it was honor. Great, it, was it was a great retreat. Yeah, it was an honor. Yeah, it was an honor. And so 
going back to that little the the test, you know, um, one of the questions that we talked about this week is with us being in our own soup of mm-hmm. life and tasting it and testing it and yeah, without sticking our head in it, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're similar. We're trying to figure out what the right ingredients are. We're trying to figure out what, you know, how long we cook it, what's what temperature our, our life is this process. And one of the things that, that happens is when we're doing something like this podcast, the question comes up to me is how do we help others in our role here to create an environment where it's okay not to be okay and to lose your mask, not your masculinity we try to model communication by just being us, just literally being two dudes and having yeah. a conversation to see that it's okay to just kind of have these deeper conversations. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that you have one person has to be ultimately um, this massive extrovert and the other one, both of you have to be that way. It's just having a conversation. We know that because we have on these calls that we've had in the conversations, someone who doesn't say a word, sometimes their presence is their connection. That's right. And so how do we how do we help others while we're making our own soup and we're trying to deal with the challenges and and survive and thrive? Mm -hmm. And what came to me today as preparing for this was when we you know, we always say to tell the truth to yourself first and the rest will fall into place Mm -hmm. is I think those are little moments of telling the truth. And there was a moment today where I was like, okay. I'm feeling a little bit disconnected here and wondering what I'm doing, you know, being out on the road and I'm going to spend more time kind of sharing with that and another medium I want to talk to you about. Mm. But I was on the road and I was like, I'm not really connecting like I normally do here. And so <clears throat> I drive up to this house and this guy is on, pulls up and it's a water restoration um, company. And of course I did the obvious question. Hey, are you fixing a leak? <laughs> It's like, it's like it's like a girl next to a college. Hey, do you go to this college? <laughs> that was my that's my buddy Tim's thing. Is it the Dixie Chicken next to Texas? A&M? Hey, you go to Texas A and A? He still gets abused for that to this day. So I said, Hey, you, I mean, you got to have conversation started. He goes, he goes, Yeah, you know, it's a little bit a little bit of broken English. And I said, Oh, which which house? And he goes, This one over here. It's you know, their sink has been leaking water. I said, water goes where it wants to go, man. Path of least resistant. I thought it was so profound. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Look at her. He just goes, yeah. <laughs> I go, I said, I said, well, man, uh, good luck with it. And he goes, yeah, I'm going to wait there up there. And he, so he sits on a rock and I'm backing up to go up to this big hill where this next house is. And, and I go, hey, you got some water? You need water? I had a water bottle. And he goes, Oh, and he gets up off the rock and he goes to the back of his truck and he has like a giant thing of 24 waters. I'm asking the guy with water restoration if he has water. Of course he has. You go to Texas a <laughs> But he goes, he walks over and goes, oh, hey, God bless you. God bless you for that. And I said, wow, you too, my friend. I said, have a great day. And I drove up the hill and I came back down. I said, and I was up in the hill and I'm looking and I can see the clouds and the sun. This is this is present moment, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and I said, I'm going to go talk to him. And I thought about the my Spanish days in high school and where someone in front of me was Richard. So they got Ricardo. <laughs> I'm like, damn it, you son of a... 
And how do you say Dickens? <laughs> I'm sure there's lots of versions. There's a lot. We're not going to get into that here. And so they called me Ramon. Ramon. I was like, hey, it sounds romantic. Ramon. Ramon. I said, Ramon. And so I said, I'm going to go down there and tell him my name's Ramon. So I back down and I'm going to connect this guy. Man, what's your name? And, we, and I, I swear to you, I said, hey, come here, man. What, what's your name? And I said, uh, he goes, Ramon. <laughs> wow. I'm like, holy shit. Talk about an invitation. Yeah. To pull, the string was being pulled. And I grabbed it. Yeah. And I went with it. And it was like, hmm. I said, uh, they called Ricardo. And I even didn't really hear it at first. I said, oh, because I was ready to tell my joke, right? Oh, yeah, they feel Ricardo. You, what'd you say your name was? Ramon. Oh my God. I couldn't call myself Ramon. <laughs> yeah. Give me that water. Give me that water. And he takes the And so he goes off in his way. And I said, that's what uh, this is about. That's what this is about. And how do we help others? Yeah. Where the basic thing is we want to be seen as human beings. And we want to be loved and cared for and be curious about. We want people to want to inquire about us. We want people to know about us. They want people to think, you know, I treasure being around you. It's kind of cool, you know. So we get those feelings, you know, that yeah. that we're, we're cared for. If we're struggling, then we're like, oh, and this maybe goes back to the exercise we did at the retreat. I don't want people to know exactly what I'm going through. I don't want to be seen right now in the state I'm in. Yeah. I don't want to see that I'm not caring for myself or think well of myself when someone else could say, what are you talking about? You had a great wife, great kids. You got a family, you got money. What's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. And so you have those two things going, right? You have, I want to be seen and I want to see me in a way that I feel good about myself. So that's what we're talking about with drunk and depressed, right? Is that an anxiety, it breaks the, breaks you away from maybe not being able to be seen as much because you're not seeing yourself as well. And then how do you, what do you deal with that? That's kind of what I did. And this is where we have to acknowledge what we did is I went to go see someone else. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to see someone a little bit deeper. I asked him questions. The second I, and I want to get a graphic to show is that the second I went to the other, those other two things kind of faded a bit. And now I was in the present moment with that person seeing them caring for them. Can I get you something? Tell me about what's going on in your job. You know, I said, yeah, well, they got a leak. They, he goes, yeah, they call me. They call them. I said, that's awesome, man. You're ready to go. Mm -hmm. And I want to mm -hmm. say, what are you sitting on the rock? For? No, he told me. But it was, it's one of those things where if you're moving towards right. helping. And so I would mention to people listening to this is that, and it's tough to do because the heckler was even saying this, but you just have to love yourself. Mm -hmm. You just have to love yourself. Well, sometimes you're blocked from oh, seeing that. Absolutely. And so <clears throat> what you may want to challenge yourself is heroically is to say, how can I just inquire about somebody else? How can I have a curiosity? How can I, the word inquiry, what's the nuance here where I can do something to think, you know, what's happening a little bit more, you know, mm -hmm. within their lives. And the second you do that, you get out of, and this is what I do. I get out of my aura. I get out of me and my spinning wheel. Yeah. Yeah. And I start to go this way. Mm -hmm. So people say, well, it's about others. It's about others. Well, 
when times are tough, it's tough to see the others. But if you have to almost kind of lean, like you said, you lean into, right. you were leaning into a different perspective. What was created that space of being present mm-hmm. and being aware of your feelings was you created a story around it. So those are beautiful lessons yeah. and I just want to share that. Well, and that's so and I didn't expect that tonight, you know? No, that's right. I you know how you you know we all have this different way of getting to where we we want to be and we have these things that hold us back mm-hmm. and and we we have to um we have to kind of figure that out on on our own. Yeah. But there is this way, but in each one of these there's there's this uncomfortableness about mm-hmm. it and until we kind of lean through that uncomfortableness we can't really find it it's just sort of this i don't know why we have that yeah. mechanism it's sort of a human thing and each one of us have something different so you kind of help yourself by by taking an interest and a caring interest in someone else um how how i do it is oftentimes just being open about where i'm at mm-hmm. that and it, it it helps pull other people in or I feel more connected with them. Mm-hmm. And it's not me talking about myself. This is a different thing. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm talking about where I'm at at any given time mm-hmm. on stuff and, and, and being a little bit more open. Uh, Cause I can have a tendency, like I close myself off mm-hmm. I build up a wall and, and it's not, I don't like that feeling, but, um, but I create it at times for myself. And so I find um, being in and being with others. I mean, I talked about it at the retreat, like I need to be around other people when yeah. I feel this way. It like, fills you up. Like, yeah, it definitely fills me up or it's through other people that where you, you reached out to someone to connect. I kind of need someone to do that to me. And then mm. I, open yeah. so in our, in the group that we have with the, you know, with the, with the dudes, you know, sometimes I was quiet and I was just listening until I felt comfortable leaning in and talking about something. Uh, but just having that, whether it's whether someone just starts talking about it, uh, talking about something or, or I feel compelled to. But um, it's it's really it's that human connection. I mean, it is that string. It's the thing that connects mm-hmm. us together. And we need one another one way or another. We, we do need community. Mm-hmm. We do need one another. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're built that way. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think the, the need to be seen and the need to be cared for is part of wanting to be a connection that is inherent in the human existence. Yeah. And we're, we're emotional, we're connected beings. And when we don't have that, there's, there's a drought, mm-hmm. there's a, um, there's a parchedness, you know, and it has to go beyond like how how are things going or did you see that football game? I mean, we yeah. need to, we got to have a, a more of a connect. I need more of that than um, you know just that surface type conversation. Well, that's what I would like to suggest that we do as part of this, and I can t- certainly take the the lead on this, and I'll publicly espouse it. Is recommend that three or four people maybe that are listening. Um, or one person, let's just say one person does this, right. it'd be it's like authentic. magic, yeah. is to get three or four guys, mm-hmm. you know, called, hey, we're just going to hang out. It's called dads, which dudes assisting dudes. Yeah. And we're just, you can get the picture of Jeff. I can send the picture of it with Jeff Bridges. But in it, maybe there's a topic and a question that I could pose that can be on 
our, our little great, website great. That, that says, you know, here's what you can, here's the question you can start with. Because I think what you said was really, and by the way, there's tenants to it there's, that we created. We all agreed to those tenants. Mm-hmm. I threw them around and yeah. we beat them around. I started with it and said, yeah, this is, yeah, I think it's more like that. Or yeah, mm-hmm. I can. And it wasn't like overtly saying where someone had to get, this is the danger sometimes with certain groups that they want to get group think, you know, like they're all watching the same news program or they're all going to the same church or okay. whatever. That's not the case with our group. No, definitely no. not the case. No. And frankly, we didn't even, we don't even ask about that, mm. but if it comes up that they're having their dance with their spirituality mm-hmm. and their dance with their relationships and their connections, we're not advice givers. No, we are not. No. If people ask, they said, we can say, yes, that's something that's that's difficult. And I, I'm so, I think the phrase that I hear the most is, thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. That's really powerful that you shared that. Yeah. Really, thank you that's for right. that. That's right. And it's like the elixir is the speaking of it or thinking about it, even to where I noticed, and I would do the same thing, is that as people were talking, you're journaling, you're, you're writing down what they're saying because you, it's, it's precious cargo to them, right? It's, it's like the red wagon, you know, you're carrying it behind. It's like, this is something that someone's bringing here. That's like, holy crap. They're, they're late. And some of this stuff was difficult, right? I mean, really difficult. Do you, you know, at the early stages of in sobriety is when you were going through this. And I mean, it was not easy peasy, Mm -hmm. even saying, by the way, guys, I just want to let you know that I'm an alcoholic. Like that was, that was not even there. That wasn't even there the first few times. Right. It wasn't there at all. It wasn't. I mean, you told me about it, but I certainly wasn't going, hey, by the way, you're not going to believe this. So it's a, or it took me a while to say, yeah, I've had you know, struggles with depression mm-hmm. and struggles with, you know, every time I say that, I'm so, a smile comes my face because I'm so happy that I'm admitting that and dealing with it. And yeah. and I, and I, I constantly kind of deal with that because I think it's in the, DNA, mm-hmm. you know, I, it's there's some DNA stuff there that's it's a proclivity so towards man. it, you know. I, and I, I'm so proud of you for and, talking well, about it. Thank you, and I, I just think it's something that we're, you know, th- there's a challenge that because people say you're you're depressed, and I want to spend more time the next time we get together. A couple books that we want to make sure that if people want to to read, they can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one is a book by Dr. Terrence Real that says I don't want to talk about it. You okay. know, and then. Uh, the other book is like uh, for the for the joy, for the love of men, mm. which talks about from toxic to mindful masculinity. We say lose the mass because we don't necessarily, and it takes a while for people to do this when you have these meetings. It's just you throw a question out there and just let people respond to it. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, they get it maybe a couple days ahead of time. Some people are going to look at it. Some people are not. But the energy that of the one person that kind of I was that was an interesting one to toy with, and this is what I felt when I did that. And here's what I'm here's how I'm experiencing that question and what it means to me. Mm-hmm. What it does, it creates that connection. It creates a safe space for someone to say, "I'm not okay." The cleansing nature of it is probably the foundational aspects of most aspects of psychology. And schools of psychology, including the one that I'm dealing with right now, which is focusing therapy that I'm going through and getting a certification on. It's the deeper dive. What's your felt sense here? Mm -hmm. In other words, you Mm -hmm. may have those, you may have 
okay, here's the subject matter, but what really is my body, the somatic nature? What's my body telling me that even goes deeper than the intellectual? This is what I'm feeling. What's the felt sense? And you know you're getting near it when you can't describe it. And you've said that a couple of times. Yeah. You can't describe it. But to me, it's like I've taken a shower and I, I kind of feel fresher because and I've taken a shower. Do you find that talking about it out loud is part of that therapy? Because that's what I always find in these groups is that oh, so just you, giving people the time and space to share. Because these aren't, aren't, when we're talking, we're, these aren't advice sessions. I mean, it's non-judgmental. We sit there and we listen to one another and acknowledge and and the healing and, and it just... We may admit huh. something that triggered us because of what we heard. Yeah. 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 But that's our thing. That is our thing. Not comparing, right? Absolutely. We we look yeah. at contribution, not comparison. Yeah. Yeah. So back to it your is, question about so... being quiet on that stuff. Yeah. Or sorry, I'm not being quiet right now. I'm sorry. But I just think I want to just finish yeah. this point is that that session that we're talking about with focusing, mm -hmm. it's literally starts with Steve, get yourself comfortable. When do you want me to remind you? That your time is up because you got 15 minutes and remind me in three minutes i won't say a word yeah. it, it's they're processing they're saying what's going on something mm -hmm. is inside of me something is inside of me not i am like i am not the emotion something inside of me oh, is this way yeah i am not angry something inside of me feels angry mm -hmm. something and it's like how are we like you just beautifully described with your process with the the guy that you have ten, the tenure mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. on the 10 years and all this training and mentoring and connection and appreciation yeah. is you are processing that in a way in which you're, we're looking into a felt sense that was kind of right at the edge. And you, that you said, Hey, it was a little bit, I couldn't quite explain it, yeah. but you're doing all these different tools to try to do it. So I, Hopefully that some of these things came out tonight that people can hear those things. And yeah, but I would say that the the call to action might be maybe you look at the how we feel app. This is from you know Yale created deal. It's rated one of mm -hmm. the best apps in the world. It's it's so it's so intuitive. It's beautiful, yeah. Yeah. and it just checks on a couple of times just to get yeah. more of a um, a connection to your feelings. And then the other part of it is is I will put on um loseyourmask.org we're gonna create that yeah. and one of the things will be our podcast will be on there and the other thing would be a dudes assisting dudes tenets and maybe the question for this week okay. and just keep it really little, simple little quick real simple. Yeah. yeah real simple well you and i'll look at it and say yeah do we agree with that based on our experience do you like that or not do we have to change it you know what's the pdf look like you can take this and someone listening here be a leader be a leader lean into it <laughs> lean into it and ask three or four people by the way it's one of the gifts of the pandemic all this stuff can be from any corner of the world exactly even when you're curled in that dark space right. in the corner right. you could still be together mm -hmm. with your camera off if you're not ready to be camera ready right you know yeah and so I think that's yeah a great idea we will get that out for everyone yeah you, yep wow. okay yeah absolutely awesome. yeah yeah that is great so anything else for, for you tonight you wanted to cover? Or? No, I just, I'm feeling better after the talk. Like every every time we get together, just talking about these things, uh, you know, just, it, it, it fills me up. Well, until next time, Two Dudes, out. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our podcast, Two Dudes Drunk and Depressed. And so sometimes the best thing you can do is simply show up 
Thank you for doing that today. We are here for you as we answer our call to serve others. Remember, tell the truth to yourself and the rest will fall into place. Those lyrics are from a song by the band, The Abbott Brothers, and really spoke to Steve and I. If you have questions, comments, actually should have said to Steve and me, right? To Steve and me, yeah. Yeah. Um, or no, is it Steve and I? Chet. We need Chet GPT there. Yeah, I think it's Steve and me. Oh, if you have questions, <laughs> comments, or would like to be a guest on the segment, Two Dudes Interviewing Women, then write us at wedoinstitute at gmail.com. That's W-E-D-O institute at gmail.com. All right, guys. So what are you doing today to leverage your brilliance and do the work necessary to make some progress in your life? Consider one box check by just listening here today. Yes, well done. Two Dudes, out.